Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hold on one second, I need to uh, do one thing, I'll be 20 seconds. Oh. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hello, how are you? 10 seconds. That was good, that wasn't it? Not bad. Yeah. Alright, well, I was pretty... Alright, how are you? Yeah, super duper, super stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, looking forward to this episode. Also, not looking forward to this episode because I feel like you've put it in there to, I don't know, to cause a little rift. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, no. you are. Look at you, you can't stop smiling about it. <laughs> no, I haven't. You don't mind talking to Plymouth fans, no, do you? No, not at all. <laughs> hmm. They'll be they'll be in League One next year with us next. I don't I don't know. They will be in. Well, oh my god! There's there's just so many bad teams in the championship. Like there's like, there's definitely probably I can't say definitely and probably in the same sentence, but I'm going to. There's definitely probably three teams worse than them. That's my verdict. Well, we might be up there with them. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you want, if that's if that's the kind of belief you're going for on this podcast, you never know. By the time this comes out, I might be top again. Yeah. Put right, people. For those of you who don't know, we've got Woody from the band Bastille on. Who, by the way, I absolutely love. Like Bastille have a lot of songs on FIFA, so they have they make up like quite a large chunk of like again and my my childhood, which was just playing FIFA coming home. Hello, not you. Here he is. Hello, Alf. You all right? Yeah, nice to speak to you, Alf, mate. Yeah, yeah. No Sorry, sorry, laptop, new laptop's back, so you have to reconfigure all the zoomy bits, I forgot about that. How are we, alright? Yeah, good, really good. I fe- good. There's, some good. there's some good vibes today, guys, this is great, I love this. <laughs> God, you're grinning here to ear, John. <laughs> oh. What's up? What's happened, John? Oh, no, he's... Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> what? <laughs> you <laughs> frozen. Really... It'd be essentially the best it ever is, because I'm the only guy in the house, and it's still this bad. Are you up the top of the house? Yeah, I'm up the top. All on me onesies. How many floors? Uh, actually, I'm not on the top. All I'm off. On all on my ones. I don't know why I said that. Uh, there is one, two, four floors. Four floors. I really want to see this house. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great to do a little house tour? It's it's huge. Yeah, it's ridiculously big. Is it like a detached? Is it detached? No, house? no, 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 no. Like attached okay. on this it's big road. Townhouse. Uh. What do you know what a townhouse is? You don't know what a townhouse is? No. They kind of the clues in the name, really. Yeah, what well, a house in a town, but I, Do I live in a town? I kind of I think I live in like a 
mini village type Do thing. Do you know what? I don't know what a townhouse is now. <laughs> yeah, what is a townhouse? <laughs> I saw you Googling. Now you've said this, made me question. <laughs> what the fuck's a townhouse? Well, it's it's a, is it a terraced house, what John? What is a townhouse? Ta- what is yeah. a townhouse? Everything you need to know. Okay. Here we go. Come Everything on. old is new again, and that applies to townhouses. This venerable form of housing, dating back to 17th century Europe, originated in mm-hmm. cities and now can be found in suburbs and exurbs. I feel like I am, yeah, I'm in the suburbs of Manchester, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's a townhouse. Yeah. Where, where's everyone else in the house, John? A uh, few people are at uni. Uh, George is out shopping with his mum, Christmas shopping. Uh, Good old George. I think Elliot and Kyla at the gym. Uh, I'd actually, De- Derek Desa might be in. Uh, Desa might be the only one in, actually. And he actually takes up all the internet, so probably why it's bad. Should you get uh, Woody on? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be wearing a Plymouth Ooh. top. Be nice, John. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm lovely to everybody, Alf, yeah? Uh, sorry, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> cool, it's a very cool picture, isn't it? Look. Yeah, it's, mate, being in a band is probably the coolest thing ever. I can see his picture, it says connecting to audio, his hair's flailing everywhere, he's looking down very cool. He's looking down as if to say, I'm the bloody drummer in this band. Yeah, I'm up here on stage, you're out in the crowd watching me. Wow. Hello, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Sorry, everyone was like, just all three of you frozen in time. Looking very concerned. (laughs) Then you end life. I think we got excited that we're talking to someone in a band. Mm. I mean, I get that like all the time, mate. Yeah, don't worry. I see, see the other, other boys in the band that lose the plot. Are you sat behind your kit? I was just going to say, that's the bloody kit, isn't it? Fucking yeah. stroll on. That is so cool. So where where the back garden used to be is now a drum studio, which I'm now sat in, um, which wow. came in very handy during COVID. Uh, a, because I had to record album four drums in here, but also... Uh, ended up playing online poker in here quite a bit, so, so the neighbours sort of saw me stumbling out, clutching bottles of rum, really? uh, like in the evening. Is that what musicians do? Play online poker? I love knowing that. Oh, it's gone, and that was what the end. This oh. oh no! Am I on this fucking BPM? Oh, <laughs> oh, you frozen. <laughs> John's frozen. It's only you and me. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. I just... No, 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 no. John's just... <laughs> John's just <laughs> being very still. I just... I couldn't tell it... Uh, it just, if that's like... What? Is that a voice? What do you mean? Well, was there not like an effect? Is it just me that's hearing like an effect? Oh, I think there's a slight effect. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. so. Yeah. Very cool. Alfie, you've been on stage singing. Well, I don't like to talk about it, David, but... Oh, he's actually... Well, that's uh, that's made him hang up, but he's, <laughs> he said that. <laughs> what is it like going on stage? Yeah. What is it like? Tell me. I can tell you what it's like for most people, and I can tell you what it's like for me. For you. For me, it is... Picture, can, can you paint a scene for me? Where are you? You're waiting to go on. Where are you? I will paint you the scene of a festival, because they're the most nerve-wracking. Um, oh, he's back. Just as I was yeah. about to massage my own ego. <laughs> For God's sake. Hello, sorry. Hi, how you doing? Sorry, I, um, yeah, speaking of the drum machine, we've got some dodgy fucking mesh Wi-Fi situation. 
Jason just said relay the internet out here. Oh shit. I live, I live in Brighton. Either either end of is where my house is is just the fucking nineteenth century. There's just no signal. I mean the Wi Fi is still pretty dreadful. Is it? I I might go jump in the car. I'm gonna drive on the road. I'll give you a call back up there. Give us two minutes, alright? Yeah. Oh that's cool. This is lovely. That's a rock star move, that. This is lovely. Whereabouts are you in Brighton? Uh, Preston Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live yeah. at Seven uh, Seven Dials. Oh, yeah, shit, literally down the road. Yeah, yeah I'm um, Loader Road by, like, uh, Balfour School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. Oh, no. yeah. Do you know Ray's Autos? Um, I don't know, actually, no. Super Should Mechanic. I? Recommend him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to Ray's Autos. Yeah. Go and get in the car. Okay, brilliant. Go on. We'll be back. Okay. Alfie. Continue. Yes. Where are you? Yes, sorry, I'm setting the scene. I, so say uh, I'm at a festival, right? That's how it usually works for me. What's the I'm festival? On... What's the festival? What's a festival? <laughs> what, we really are. What's, what's, what's the festival? <laughs> What's oh, what's the festival? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said, what's a festival? And I thought, this is going to be bl- a bloody long story. What's a townhouse? Um, <laughs> the festival is... Let's do uh, Radio One's Big Weekend. Whoa, he pulled that out of his back ass. Have heard, Name heard drop, one, yeah. Name drop. Uh, no, you've been invited part, to sing a song? Sing, sing a few songs, yeah. <laughs> How do you get invited to do that? How do I get on the scene? You aren't going. Um, you it aren't helps going. if you. It helps if you. John, that's actually. T- do you know music's for everybody, John? Apart yeah. from you, apart from misery guts like you. Probably that's a bit unfair, John. Music. Yeah. No, I just think I just think there's a very niche audience for Gary Caldwell song. Oh, I wouldn't sing with Gary Caldwell song. Huh. Oh, okay. I'm right, my apologies then. Yeah, no worries. Carry on then. <laughs> he writes his own material, John. Yeah, that, yeah, is, yeah. that is his own material. <laughs> you know, non-Exeter City-based material. Okay, sorry. Bloody hell. Sorry, guys. Sorry. That's all right, yeah. John. Just don't, you know. <laughs> I just want to play at a festival, John. You okay, all right. Well, let, yeah, you know, go for it, son. Or do I? Let's see if I do. Go on, Alfie. Okay. So I'm at the festival, right? They've asked me to go sing some songs. Uh, I think it was because I... It was through the BBC. Um, I got played on... Radio One a few times and how <clears throat> how uh, good question. So local radio leads to national radio. I usually find so oh, do you radio not? radio station here in Suffolk. <laughs> um, yes, I do actually. Um, the radio station here in Suffolk. I am a tit. I can't do this. Yeah, I can't do this. Oh my fine. god! No, that was the worst. <laughs> I usually find... Alfie, you're talking to a couple of friends here, not a... Uh... No, because yeah, that's Jesus terrible Christ. that I've said that. Jesus Fuck Christ. Me. What a wanker. Sorry, I'm swearing now. It's all right. I'm not Laura Van, mate. Get out. Yeah, sorry. I went... Did you see me go into sort of... Oh. Yeah, let's just okay. chill out. Let's Stay just, <laughs> let's Stay just chill Stay out humble. a bit. You're right, you're right. I really jumped in. <laughs> I'm being so normal. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> so, uh, in my humble experience... Um, <laughs> I've, uh, when you get played on local radio, how'd you do that? Let's go. Let's. <laughs> okay, we're really peeling right, this. If back. we keep interrupting it, 
Woody's going to be back. <laughs> we're, we're never going to me stuff. stuff. He keeps just giving yeah. me stuff, and I go, okay. well, I need to know about that now. Okay. I uploaded my songs about how does 10 one do, years How does ago. one do that? Okay, doing? with a computer. <laughs> um, and you go <laughs> on a computer. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go okay. on. <laughs> um, the Apple Store in Ipswich I got it from. Yeah. Uh, for about 10 years ago, I uploaded a few songs on BBC Introducing. Do you know what that is? No, what's that? This is going to blow your mind. It's brilliant. But well, you can so upload it's like, songs to a website. It's called BBC Introducing. You upload your songs... And the- <laughs> John, no, no, I feel like you're really judging David. No, because- just because he doesn't know what a website is, no, you're that's, teaching him. That's like me turning around and going, "Do you upload podcasts to a website?" Yeah, but that thing. sounds like it's a website for new singers, new songwriters. Exactly. Where it's people- on the BBC uploader, and you just upload your song, say a little bit about it. The local, so like Radio Suffolk will listen to them, and Radio Suffolk will go, "Well, oh, this sounds quite good." We'll play it on our show. Okay, and we'll leave um, it there. <laughs> <laughs> We're still 10 years old. That's a big car. <laughs> yeah, guess what? So, my missus was working from home today. I was like, what the fuck's the Wi-Fi gone down? Yeah, that, was, that was her microwave in her lunch. Turns out that, that just killed the Wi-Fi. Oh, the microwave's killed the Wi-Fi? Yeah. As in wow. the but, but the microwave's stopped now, so you yeah, look quite clear. Yeah, better do, yeah. <laughs> so, can you hear me all right? Can you see me all right? Is everything... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Apologies, I'm sorry about that. No, not at all. I've got to say, I, John Plymouth's kit, I do like. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Is it like to tribute? There's the gold trim in tribute to the division winning season. 101 points. Yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing Exeter having hell written on the front of their shirt is reference to uh, well, whatever. Wow, he's thought of that one, hasn't he? He has thought of that. <laughs> that's a pre-written yeah, line. Yeah, that's a pre-written, that's a pre-written line. line. Nobody likes a pre-written line. Do you hate Exeter? I I love the rivalry. Like so like when Exeter were in trouble financially years ago, I actually I mean I was pretty skinny at the time, I actually chipped in and donated a tiny amount because like what is football without rivalry? Wow. Come on, John. That's not that you is make a of really that? lovely story, Woody. That is Don't that pick is your lovely. nose, John. Stop picking your nose. You you, you're talking to the bloody <laughs> guest, John. You're picking I just your scratched nose. my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that for Plymouth, John? Uh no. No. I um I don't go out in Exeter probably ever now because I just have a fear of getting getting my head kicked in because I've been so gobby about Exeter Argyle over the last ten years, absolutely abusing my platform. No, yeah, I I I you've got to, especially with teams in like in the southwest. I fully respect if anyone like goes on to be you know really successful like you've been. I think you've got to, like it's such a good thing to support your local side. And on top of that, the teams in the southwest that don't get enough recognition because, like you say, the rivalry is massive. Like people, I don't think people in the rest of the country really understand it's huge yeah it's massive and um yeah and also I'm, I'm sure you're the same like i mean i grew up in plymouth and like that's when like man U were like in their pomp in the 90s and i swear there's more man U fans in like devon than there are in like salford it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. 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 Just getting, before, buddy. Getting, getting, getting abused for turning out like brand new argo kit at school or you probably you with your city kit or whatever but uh yeah now uh, so there, there was a ton of Schadenfreude and seeing Man U implode is fucking delicious fucking hell mate <laughs> say what you think Jesus you know I support Man United <laughs> oh do you yeah 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 <laughs> I'm not sorry <laughs> but just just to touch on that on that kit that we were talking about before 
Um, and like, and the, the team you had and the successful season you had, you thoroughly deserved it. Like over the over the course of the season, you were amazing. And like, it, it pains, it really hurts to say that, but I'm not someone who's going to lie <laughs> just to be bitter. Like you were unbelievable. Well, like, although at times it didn't look like you should have got promoted, you just found ways to win, and that's a be- that's a sign of a really good side. And you pipped Ipswich to the title, which is no easy feat. Either, that's Southie's so. team, Ipswich. That's my team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys. Who's laughing now, though? Really. Anyway, I'm I'm happy and content, but um, as yeah. as, a, as a as a chippy man of the West Country, uh, as we we often get ignored, it's it's always uh, Wednesday and Ipswich went up, but who finished above them? No one seems to mention that in the press or the media. It's always big, big boys are back, but yeah, but who, who beat the big boys? Also, but the Wednesday fans were vile to us online, like all through last season as well. Why? Why? But then, like, oh, you lot of like Tim Pot, you're going to fall away. You're never going to last, etc. etc. Oh, yeah. okay. Spicy. Yeah. yeah. But, um, we have one of the best run football clubs in the country. Can't say the same for them at the present. Wow, I love this. This is... You're shooting. <laughs> Everyone's you getting a little bit. I'm on our phone <laughs> show on the Saturday. <laughs> I've got a bet, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice indeed. So I listen to BBC Radio Devon and every Saturday... Your manager comes on and goes, you know, we played so well and, you know, but they always lose 3-2. Yeah, I mean, he would rather go down swinging, for sure. Uh, yeah, like, try, try and win 4-3 rather than 1-0, uh, generally our style. But I think we'll be fine. I mean, like, uh, was it first game of the season against Southampton losing 2-1 in, like, the 98th minute? So, like, a, yeah, um, Shea, Adams own, um, Shea Adams' last-minute winner. There's no, there's no like respect in that. Like other than I think the Bristol City game, we've not really been like blown away this season. Um, and obviously we did, we did Norwich six two as well at home, which I'm sure as an Ipswich fan you'd have enjoyed. Mm, I uh, love that yeah. one a lot. So mm. we can definitely mix it. I mean, I think we, we've we've scored maybe just just behind Ipswich even and Leeds like um, some of the, well, like definitely one of the highest scoring teams in the league, just also one of the highest conceding. Um, so if you can tighten up a little bit, I think I think we'll be absolutely fine. I'm not I'm not too not too panicked just yet. Have you been going to watch them this season? Yeah, uh, I went to the which game was it? We lost two 0 at home. That was grim. Uh, I can't uh, who was it again? Um, I'm going again um, next month. I've got QPR away, so as I say, I'm based in Brighton, so I'll be up that way. It's not too far to go. And also, Kyle from the band is a QPR fan, uh, so I'm going to go with him and his dad, which should be fun. Right. And then um, I see home at Christmas time. Um, we play also, yeah. Obviously, me me coming out swinging. The football league. I've stitched us up seven years in a row now. We've not had a home game on Boxing Day. I don't think since about 2015, 2014. It's wow. yeah. Where are you on Boxing Day, Woody? Because normally you're pretty you're normally pretty close to to home on Boxing Day. We're away at Saints. Oh, it's not not it's not too bad. It's probably one it's of the miles away, closer man. ones, isn't it, in your division? It is, yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's more the point where, um, like myself, there's a ton of people who are from Plymouth end up moving away for work or whatever. Everyone's home Christmas time. Home park would always be round Boxing Day because everyone's home. So we sort of get that taken off us basically the last, yeah, seven, eight seasons. Um, not that I'm bitter or anything, but uh, it would have been convenient if uh, if we were at home Boxing Day. But yeah, I've got a few games booked in because um, the band's off tour now for the best part of the year. Um, oh, we I, love, I love that. Yeah, I'm going to cool little you, thing to say yeah, that. Yeah, I wish I could say that. Yeah, but um, I also got is it a cool thing? Does it feel cool? Or being in a band? Yeah, 
you kind of feel also can we, can we swear on this podcast I'm, I'm already sworn those very yeah. much so uh, I feel like a bit of a twat sometimes because the people are like, oh, so you, yeah, but it's like there's, there's no way of saying it without sounding like a dickhead where mm. you meet someone and like oh what do you do and it's always really ambiguous like oh I, I, uh, I work in music they're like okay they're like so do you do you play do you make it's like a little bit of both do you play an instrument yes I play drums and it's just like 20 questions and it's like anyone I've heard of it's like Bastille and they're like what the, what the, the Pompeii that one like yeah 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 it's like oh I've heard of them it's like that's a relief um, but just a bowl of, wow. you know, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm in a band you might have heard of. You just, yeah, there's, there's no way of not saying like a bit of a bellend. Yeah. Be a bellend. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy being you've a bellend, it, I yeah. say. You've had the right. Yeah. Be more bellend. Okay. I'll take what it. I want to know is, are you writing an album this year? Um, we are always writing stuff. So Dan, um, our singer, fearless leader and lead creative, he, he never stops. He's relentless. Oh, right. There's a ton of stuff already underway. Uh, anything I tell you now about, oh, it's going to sound like this. Like the last album changed five times before we actually committed to making it. So, how often do you argue? Uh, oh, not that often. That's a lovely question. Um, how often do you go? I don't like what you're seeing there. Change. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. If, like, if like something something shit, like we'll, we'll we'll say there's like no point in kind of holding it back. And is it all right? Can you can everyone accept? You can be constructive if you just go. If you just go. That's garbage. Full stop. That's not helpful. It's like I would do this. No. this have you thought about doing that? Yeah. But we're very fortunate. He's kind of one of the best guys in the game at doing it. So there's not there's not too many instances where he'll need telling that. How does he? How does he write his songs on a keyboard or something or on a guitar or? He'll often see him like on nights out or whatever. He'll just be. He'll disappear somewhere like behind a bin. And he's just like singing into his phone. He's just getting little ideas in his head like, all the time. So he's just, like, his, his phone, which he still doesn't back up. We told him so many times, like back your phone up. because There's about 400 voice notes on there, which could be like future songs or ideas or whatever. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Oh, it's for you. Well, what can I, you do? That's so Alfie's, cool. Can I say that you sing Alfie or not? You can say it. I won't like you it. Just, you just have it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh god! Oh. Is it because you feel like a bell end, Alfie, as well? Yeah, especially as like I have no success. So then it's like well, I wouldn't say that. That's that's selling yourself short. That's not all right. I, I've had a little success. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, not not relatively. I'm uh, very low down the ladder compared to you, Woody. But yeah. how do you get up the ladder? Uh, um, good question. <laughs> ask me you get up the ladder, Woody. Ask me ten years ago. I'll tell you the secrets. Now it's like the game has changed. Like it's almost unrecognizable to what in ten years. But, yeah. Well, we sort of like in an Indiana Jones sort of sneaking under the closing door, just grabbing your hat before it slams down. That was us. We were sort of like we went through the last dying gasps of like, um, like when CD sales really were a thing still um like we came in literally as streaming really started up and like we were like the most streamed band in the uk for a couple of years just by um dent of us coming out at that time and that was the new technology um and now it's so obviously like socials heavy and tiktok and all these sorts of things whereas the fact that we were like, like our manager find us um on, on on myspace which for uh yeah people under a certain age is just uh, yeah it's like og uh, twitter 
Facebook, whatever. Um, so you were just writing songs and putting them up on MySpace, and you got found that way. Uh, sort of, yeah. So we, I, I was working with Dan before the bands formed, playing under, under his name, and it was all very like it wasn't like didn't sound like Bastille at all. Does now? It was very left field, like loop pedally, quite out there sort of um, weird tunes. But when I met him. Um, I actually met him because I was broke living in London and I was out flyering houses for like drum lessons just trying to make some money um, and he happened to live about three roads down from me so me, me and my dad did about a thousand flyers I got three phone calls two for lessons and one from this weird kid down the road who was like I need a drummer that's um, amazing that's so that's amazing, amazing. Um, but yeah so we we did that and we were kind of like spinal tap in terms of Rather than the sort of drummer exploding, we went through about eight bass players until Will stayed and, did, and didn't explode, which was great. And then picked up Kyle. Uh, who basically, we were like, we got these new songs. So we, we, we played together for about two years. And then Dan was writing these like more popular songs, which became the first Bastille tunes. And we were like, we need one more person. And Kyle, we met at a house party a couple of times. And he was literally the only person who called us back. I was like, we need someone else. And um, worked out for him. Uh, and then, yeah, that was 2010. We formed the band properly. Um, and then by that point, we'd sort of done all the groundwork of like playing to completely empty venues and like um, all the real hard yards under Dan's name. So the, the band sort of emerged out of nowhere. It appeared, but we we knew people already. Um, so hit the ground running, 2011. Um, and then we yeah signed signed with Virgin. EMI, as was, um, end of 2011, yeah, just before Christmas. What does um, that feel like? What does that feel like? It's, well, oh. everyone thinks like, oh, you signed a record deal. Here's, here's like a massive bag of cash and your life has changed forever. But yes. um, we actually ended up on less money than when we were working our real jobs before <laughs> the band signed because it's um, like, yeah, you get paid, but it's like, okay, well, now we need to pay for rehearsal space. We need to pay for costs and and tax and yeah and 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 um but yeah we were, we were able to survive we started out basically as a not that highly like thought of indie band and then it we sort of just kept on touring and touring and growing and the venues and the crowds kept on getting bigger and it was like a real slow steady incline and then Pompeii no sorry we did three singles and then one the, the third of those floors charted at like number 21 and we were like this brilliant i remember that yeah we got i remember it. when that came out i loved it such a tune thank that. you um yeah so oh my god we got we got a top 40 song like that's it like we, we can try it. like yeah we completed it and then the album came out two months later and nobody actually no so no one except our uh our booking agent called it uh he was sort of like reading the ticket numbers like tea leaves he's like i've seen your future the album's gonna go to number one just trust me and like, okay, whatever. No one thought that was going to happen. And then the midweeks came out and we're number one. They're like, okay. Um, right. Yeah. Look, when you've, like, so you had a super successful album. Did you know it was good? Did you like it? And that was all. Yeah, like, we liked it. Um, but no one thought it was going to be, like, as big as it was. And even, even like, Pompeii, like, we always thought, like, Flaws was our best song. No one really in the camp even called Pompeii. I mean, it's it's still it's, it's the song that won't die. It's still trending now on TikTok and stuff, and it's just mad. Woody uh, was Pompeii on 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 a thief again. I think it was, wasn't it? No, Pompeii wasn't. So it's the other thing. So I we've been plugging away for years. Like I say, like doing like all these mini tours and whatnot. And I'm trying to tell mates and from school, whatever. 
like, oh, come to our gigs, blah, blah, blah. People sort of ignored it. The first time we had a tune on FIFA, my phone just blew up. Like, mate, I didn't realize you're in an actual band. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> that was Wait a Living Part 2 was on FIFA 13. Oh, yeah, that's a really good tune. That's then an unbelievable had, tune. Which, which order it was. Then we had a tune called Hang In, which was on FIFA 15. And then we had... Oh, you're making a nice bit of coin off the back of this. Uh, it, it helps. Um, well, mainly if you're the songwriter. Um, but it, it, it definitely, definitely helps raise your profile for festivals and stuff as well. Uh, massively. And then, what was the other one? Send Them Off was on FIFA 16. So yeah, we got, yeah, we had three FIFAs. FIFA Hadrick. Woody, wow. did, I don't know if you spoke about this before a lot, or you get asked it a lot, so apologies if you do, but how did the name come around? How did Bastille become the name? Uh, it's Dan's birthday, so he's born on Bastille Day. Oh. Simple as that. Just a reminder that he loves presents and cakes. So <laughs> please, please send them through. Fuck, you've basically lived the life. I've always wondered what it was like. <laughs> Sounds absolutely lovely. It's um, it was, one of the Rolling Stones in, in his book, I can't remember which one it was, said touring is 5% playing, 95% waiting around. Yeah, what's the downside of being in a band then? Accurate. Um, before, well, before I even say that, like I acknowledge we are in like an incredibly fortunate and blessed position and could be getting sent to Afghan or Iraq or wherever getting shot at for less than 20 grand a year. So we don't have, we don't have it hard um, compared to some people, but um, it's obviously time away from friends and family. Um, like I've got a young family now, like I've got two little boys um, So time away from them. It's not ideal sleep as well. You so say so some people are fine. Like, like uh, me and a couple of the others, sleep fine on tour buses some people just don't they just sort of, they sort of end up like living dead zombies after a while we're just like sleep deprived and um especially in america like because the roads there are garbage so you're yeah. lying in your sort of coffin bunk in the back of the bus and just getting shaken to death going over by potholes it's like going 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 through re-entry sometimes in the atmosphere um and then yeah it's sort of like sleep we we're very fortunate obviously we've been doing this for a while now we've we've learned how to tour better like on the first album when it was just go 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 the whole time just constant promo and chasing these songs around the world and obviously incredibly fortunate to do so but you lose perspective of how to look after yourself so like we kind of gave ourselves cabin fever one u.s tour by accident because it was it was winter obviously so like like u.s winters can be pretty brutal like especially further north you go so it was kind of going tour bus, dressing room, stage, repeat. And then we're getting really cranky and snapping at each other. And then our tour manager, she was like, have you not even gone outside the last seven days? We're like, uh, probably not. He's like, go for a fucking walk and go and see where you are. So that was a hard, hard learned lesson where every, every, everywhere we go now, even if it's just for an hour, we'll leave the venue, just go and see something local, even if it's just a park or like a statue or just to get some bearing of where you are. But also just to break it up and yeah, actually see some daylight because everyone imagines like the backstage of some venues to be like in your mind it's like here's the open bar and here's the unlimited barbecue and here's a room full of amazing women blah 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 blah. In reality, it's just like a crappy like NBA team's striplet changing room with just lockers and yeah, just, yeah, just like bleak like white walls everywhere and no daylight. Um. So yeah, it's fun, and I obviously would, I, I love playing. I mean, I, I get to travel around the world with my mates playing songs we made. 
which is just like the biggest privilege and people still keep turning up and seem to care. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, if it's, if it's glamour you seek, music ain't it. What do you do now? What's your day? Do you go down there and just hit the drums? <laughs> I should do. I, uh, so, so my wife is um, a financial advisor and so she's been juggling her actual career, like a real job, um, and the kids while I've been away. So it's um, I'm very much picking up a lot of the slack with that now, uh, although they're in school right now. But um, I do an awful lot of songwriting and producing for other people as well. So it's myself, yeah. um, myself and my friend Matt. We've been working together pretty much since like start of the pandemic. Um, we work together as a sort of duo for ages now, and now we've yeah we've God. I've got a spreadsheet somewhere. I think I've done like 107 songs with him or something in the last three years. And then wow. um, we've sort of yeah helped to work with and develop some acts as well. So um, the one we've had most success with recently is a girl called Charlotte Plank. I don't know if you've come across her, but she just had a top 10 single with Rudimental uh, earlier in the year. Um, and she's she's flying now. So that that side of things is like enormous fun because it's like you get to go and work with these like, these, like new artists um, try and advise them as best you can like do as I say not as I did often and, yeah just try and give them a bit of perspective and help on the way up and yeah it's it's enormous fun making music where you all arrive in the morning with nothing and you leave in the in the evening with this like brand new play thing you just made like we created this new song and everyone's excited about it and that's like enormous fun and then they get to go and tour that and spread the word as well so um, that's my so I, I, I'm loving touring still and being part of the band. I would like to do equal measure now, probably the writing stuff on the band stuff. Um, I get like, yeah, enormous joy out of both. Woody, what is your favourite song to perform live? Like when you when it comes on, you're like, yeah, this is, this is the one. Yeah, what song have you, you totally bored with? Um, <laughs> I, so it, it wasn't in the set on the last tour. So we, we, we just did it because well, it's going to be been around for a minute now. We just did a 10 year anniversary tour for the first album. Wow. Um, including playing down at Powderham Castle near Exeter. Um, and some, some fucking joker paid some, for some ab- love, love. Uh, advertising space on the side of the, of the stage so that the Exeter City logo popped up every two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to rise to it. <laughs> maybe a bigger man but then um, that prompted a swift costume change in me and then it's Argyle shirt came out for that I was going to be the bigger man but no <laughs> someone had to had to lower the tone <laughs> so, but, my, so fun story my nan actually lives right next to Powderham Castle like <clears throat> is it your nan that did it? no I don't, no. No, I don't no. think so but, um, faster. <laughs> but yeah she, so like whenever people are playing we like often go across because like it's literally 20 seconds so yeah ideal yeah it's a, a nice little spot that um but sorry um so yeah we did the first album tour so we're largely kind of dig, digging out old tunes again but my favorite to play which wasn't on that album is one called fake it because um i'm a simple creature and as most drummers are and that one i get to basically just try and delete the drum kit at the end just hit it as hard as i fucking can oh, right. uh, that's quite fun to do and do you sometimes go out of time and go shit I'm out of time here uh, not really I'm, 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 I back myself like, I'm, 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 I'm pretty okay at drums how do you drum <laughs> how, do you, how, do you drum? <laughs> how the fuck do you drum is my next question 
it's just like anyone can learn it. It's just a lot. No, uh, no way. It absolutely can. I could teach anyone. Like I used to teach drums, like 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 a lot, like, like years. Like I could teach anyone. You, is there anything in drumming where you get the yips? I imagine I'd get there and go fucking hell. I don't know what I'm doing. Suddenly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess kind of coming back to like the rigors of touring. I <laughs> this is quite a good story. So uh, send them off, which is that song I mentioned from from FIFA. Um, it's like a very sort of swung hip hop feel, and the bass drum part on it is quite full on. It's like so like if you're if you're relaxed, I guess it's, it's like kind of like boxing. Like if you're tense, think you're gonna get knackered. It's not gonna work. If you're loose, then it's fine. It'll flow. We this was the second album tour. We're like six weeks into it, like so well drilled. I played this song literally a thousand times. If you combine rehearsals, recording, like I could do it in my sleep. Um, and we were in Vegas doing a, doing our gig. I forget which which casino it is. I think it's the Metropolitan, maybe. And um, the lads from Imagine Dragons live in Vegas, and I know Dan, the drummer, to speak to. And we went out for dinner and whatever. And he came to the show, and he's like, "Have you have you played it before?" As in this this room? I'm like, "Nah." He's like, <laughs> "All right." He just like stood side of stage, arms folded, like grinning. I was like, "What what are you on about?" It turns out. To soundproof the room, which is like a 4,000 cap venue, the entire room is on springs. So it's like isolates the vibration from the rest of the hotel. So when the crowd started jumping, it was like being at sea. There was like cymbal stands going over the whole thing. I was like, what the? So, and this song was like the first song of the set. So I balls it up mainly because I was literally doing this and going everywhere. And I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying. Um, but it didn't think much of it. And then the next day, we did uh, Coachella Festival, which is in the desert, cool. which is very much, Oof. which is very much not on springs. That's like just the hard solid ground. Yeah, and I, I don't know that that song just got in my head, and then played it completely balls it. I had to basically just sort of like reduce down the part that I was doing. My, my, my head just went. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I know I can play this in my sleep. Are they looking at you on stage when you? They wondering what's uh, going on. As in, no one that front would have noticed, but then, like, but like, I knew it's like it was like the more in- intricate parts of it were missing. Mm. It it took me three or four weeks to get over it. I'd, I'd play it for like an hour relentlessly in sound check every day. Perfect. Get on stage. Fucked it. Shit. Just head, head completely went. Shit. Um, but yeah, something just clicked again, and then it was fine again. And we've like done it on this last tour, and again, I could do it standing on my head, but yeah. The, the brain's a funny thing. Like you can think think yourself out of something. Mm. Should be relatively simple and well practiced. Mm. When I used to do be a character on stage, I, there were some times where I was sort of in the middle of my set, and I'd be going, "Oh, everyone, yeah!" and and then my voice would go, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. No, and I'd sort of be <laughs> detached, going, "Why are you doing this?" Ah. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. As similarly as well, there's a couple of times like say for playing a particularly intricate drum part. I mean like drummers well the, the the approach we take is like so like a lot of bands, um, and I won't name names, will have like the majority of their set on backing track and they'll just like play along to it or play over it, whatever. Our yeah, our approach is like we will like until we've literally run out of like limbs and digits everything that could be possibly played we will play so i end up doing my you see the kit behind me but i've got like different electronic pads and i'm doing this mad octopus impression sometimes just flying around trying to do this bits and bobs so again 
muscle memory is a big thing. When it's when it's drilled, you can be relaxed and all this mad stuff happens. Mm. And like you say, when your brain starts thinking, isn't it mad how your four limbs are doing things independently? I'm like, oh, honestly, oh, oh god, it's going to I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. But fuck, Woody, this is going to be the probably the stupidest question you've ever been asked. But I'm going to ask I, I, it anyway. I will tell you the stupidest question I've been asked after this. Go on, go on. Okay. I always, whenever I used to watch like people like drummers on on the telly, like in the background or whatever, I always used to think, oh, do you reckon it'd help if they had another set of arms? Or is that a stupid question? Would it hinder you or would it help you if you had another set of arms? <laughs> what the fuck? That is the second stupid question I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super question. I didn't think it was going there, John. I didn't think you were going down that route. No, because you know, like sometimes you get so used to doing something with the limbs and that you have that maybe adding another set would just be disruptive. But I'd always think, oh, you know what might be helpful to just whack another set of arms out. Um, I you never know. Maybe maybe the the extra ones could do like more more like simple bits. Well, the ones you you really good with could do. So who's the guy with one arm? Who's the guy? Is it Def Leppard? Yeah, Rick Allen. Hmm. Who, his kit? Well, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of his setup. So he's got like twenty pedals off to his left, and each one triggers like a different part of his kit. So he, he, right. can, he can do a drum roll around his kit with like, like with right arm, left hand. So he's literally basically sort of tap dancing on his left side. It's nuts. Wow. Um, I played cricket against someone with one arm. Did you? Good how, little bowler. Really? How'd you get on? Mm. Smashed him. No, I respected him. I was like, I respect the ball, play the ball. <laughs> Play the ball, not the man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the stupidest question I've ever been asked yeah. was uh, by someone outside a gig in America. Bless her. This girl is like, um, so do y'all have like the um, internet in England? Like, Wow. Being asked if you'd have two extra arms is the second stupidest question you've ever been asked. Well, yeah, it's, it's got to be up there, isn't it? <laughs> it's the stupidest one I've ever heard someone ask. If that helps, John. Cheers, cheers, Alfie. Do you know this hasn't got anything to do with anything? Do you know Ben from Royal Blood? Um, I play five a side with him most weeks. Yeah. Oh, he used to. So when I ran a comedy gig in Brighton, he used, Royal Blood used to be the house band. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I see him. Yeah, I see, well, they're away in America at the minute. But yeah, um, yeah, I see oh, him. Like, is he a good drummer? He looks a good drummer. He's a, he's a beast. Yeah. 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 Woody, who so was I was your, talking to the, <coughs> sorry John, go on. Who, who was your inspiration when you were younger like it, what, did you have a drummer that you looked up to or did it just become something you'd like to do or oh yeah I'd loads um, bands wise it was like, like again being from Devon like Muse like a massive one wow nice um, yeah. we and just sort of pinch yourself moment we, we ended up opening up for them on their second law tour which was in 2013 so we're going from doing like academies sort of size venues to all of a sudden just like you and I playing the Emirates. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so that was, <laughs> in fact, uh, speaking of Spinal Tap earlier, that was, so we just sort of graduated to like second stage at festival sort of level, um, like John Peel stage or whatever, um, as was. And then we got this like, what we thought this like massive backdrop made. And it's like, yeah, this is a killer. So it's got like album artwork on it. It's Bastille. So it's like, great. And they get to the stadium and they and they sort of put it up and it's like oh god there's our little tea towel just flapping in the wind <laughs> so we thought looked looked really killer it's like oh this looks like a joke <laughs> it's so small um, but yeah so yeah grew up loving Muse uh, Smashing Pumpkins but like my, my sort of favorite band of all time still was probably Queens of the Stone Age um, 
um, mm. by Dave Grohl still because I was he's like for me one of the most musical drummers because he'll make non-drummers want to air drum along to his parts you know what I mean so like his his bits are like actual riffs in themselves and hooks rather, so rather than just being busy for the sake of it it adds, it adds to it and pulls people in so Mm. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I'd always I'd always try and emulate if possible. Did you did you write the drum part in Pompeii? The do 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 do. That was Dan actually. Um, oh really? Yeah, that's iconic. Yeah, that it is. Is. It, but it's, it's also it's, it's such such a singer part to come up with. It's like there's no no drummer in the right mind would have thought of doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm very glad that he did. Yeah. So like one drummer that stands out in my mind, like I absolutely love Blink One Eight Two. So like Travis Barker is like, oh, like yeah Beast as well. Absolutely. Yeah, like, Blink One Eight Two. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just they always, they keep coming out in conversation. And I'm sorry, everyone. I've just got this blink one eight. No, it's okay. Nah, 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 on. nah, nah, Get it off your chest a little. No, nah, I just don't, I don't like that. Is it new metal? I just struggle with that scene. I'm that's, sorry, everyone. That's pop punk. Oh, I love it. I, I'm. They got announced uh, yesterday as headlining Reading and Leeds, and I'm definitely going as a result. It's it's mm. unreal. Yeah, that, that, it'll be class. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I was just say I had a friend that saw you, Woody, un- play under a bridge. Is this true? Oh, yeah. this was years ago in before Norwich. you. No. Yes, under a bridge. Yeah, to about fifty people. What was that about? Uh, that was the early days of when we just signed. It's like you need to go and do something weird that makes you stand out and promotional. So we, we, we did three places. We did Norwich under a bridge. With like needles and dog shit and broken glass everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be Norwich. Yeah, yeah. and then by, by a canal or something. And then we did Southampton. We did like a bandstand in a park. And then we did just like, like a footpath next to Clifton Suspension Bridge in Bristol. Blimey! I always thought he was lying. Honestly, I just thought it just came to my head. I needed to ask you. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's like footage of it there. So it's like it was us and our tour manager at the time. So like five of us just literally in a van with like battery powered instruments and like a little drum kit with tea towel over it to make it quiet and is it, is it literally fully unplugged um Blimey. it's sort of there like it's a good idea just driven four hours to norwich just to go and play on by, by, by towpath like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> may i say your microwave was fucking powerful because your wi-fi <laughs> has been spot on <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think of Exeter Football Club? Like, do you respect them? Do you think they can go places? I respect their like the way they run, especially like because the rest of football is an absolute basket case at the minute. Like, what was it? Cardiff lost something like nine hundred grand a week or something mental when they went up. Ridiculous, like, like ludicrous sums. So, um, similar to Exeter, like Argyle went through administration back in 2010-11 and the club came within about three hours of like complete and utter liquidation so <clears throat> having gone from that 
it's then you you appreciate like when you almost lose it what you do have so it's like the fact you've yeah. got support that is like stable i mean we're incredibly fortunate like with simon hallett who's just a phenomenal chairman um running the club sensibly he's like we're gonna they, they've like, invested money but it's into like infrastructure and like making the club profitable 365 and just, yeah developing talent um because obviously like like exit academy <clears throat> is the mv obviously because you had like ethan ampadu and nolly watkins and people like that coming through um because their academy is kind of better than ours at the minute so we're, Plymouth's putting a lot of money into their yeah, academy. We, uh, they just bought bought the Brickfield site, which is where Plymouth Albion Rugby Club is based. Sorry, excuse me, have some water. Um, so they're going to have a, like a permanent, um, is it like Category 2 now, academy? So they're, they're building like all facilities for that. Um, permanent home for the, the ladies football team as well. Um, yeah, and it's just going to be like, it's just stepped up a whole, a whole ton. So... Um, but yeah, for Exeter, obviously they've done something similar. They've done incredible stuff for their academy, and, and the club keeps on punching above its weight all the time, um, giving us a few bloody noses along the way as well. Um, which yeah, so I, and again, you need you need your rival to do well. Um, I think Exeter and Plymouth love each other. No, I That's fucking love I... beating them. I fucking love beating them. One of the best days of my life, other than getting married and the birth of my children, was um, and it's, it's pinned on my Instagram stories. If anyone wants to go and look at it. We, we were on Soccer AM and it was the day of the Devon Derby uh, away. So this was 2014, Ruben Reed, Patrick, 3-1. Thank you very much. Um, and then, Do you remember, John? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah first player to score a uh, hat-trick in the Devon Derby for years and then the last to do it since. No one's done it since. No one's done it since, yeah. He um, smashed that. So, because it was early kickoff, because um, of police orders, there was a, a whole rabble of Argyle fans in Exeter walkabout watching Soccer AM. Um, I scored on Soccer AM wearing an Argyle shirt as he ran off, pointing to the back of the shirt, the whole thing. And then someone sent me a video of Exeter walkabout basically exploding Argyle fans, like chucking beer and stuff. And yeah, that is the nearest <laughs> I'll ever get to scoring for Argyle. I'll take it. <laughs> That's unreal. What did you think of um, of Ruben signing for, for Exeter City? Was that a little bit of a kick in the balls? Because he was like, I remember playing against women thinking... God, I do not want to play against Reed. I cannot be asked. I'm not even playing, and I don't want us to play against Ruben Reed yeah. today. It's a, I mean, on his day, well, as, you, as you've seen, like he's an absolute beast. Um, bit, of, bit of a kick, but then, but, he, but he's not the first player to do it. Like cross across that divide. Obviously, after a lot of signing Daniel Nardiello didn't go down too well. I think on your end, um, I mean, they didn't do too much for us. In all fairness, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm lucky, like with sort of profile the band like, like I know some some players like like past and present to sort of hang out with and chat to and it's like obviously that's a nice perk it is nice but they so like, but obviously they're, they're like professionals and it's like well I'm going to go where I mean I've got family to feed etc yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's no sort of judgement on that I don't think you know when you speak to players Woody do, do you ask them about whether they actually care about those Devon derbies or to them is it just another game oh no they they, 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 they absolutely love it um so one one lad, um, Maxime Blanchard, used to play for us, like French defender. Like sort of talk to him quite quite often. Um, but he's he's like long retired now. Um, <clears throat> he could have carried on playing longer, but he's like after he played at Argyle, like say like playing in front of a decent sized stadium and the crowds and like Devon derbies. He's like I miss that intensity and like the vibe that you get, like the excitement. He's like then playing for like smaller clubs after. He's like this is this isn't doing it for me anymore. So he sort of sort of packed it. Um, yeah, but like they, they, they really care about winning and like just the atmosphere and everything. Like it just sounds, sounds incredible. 
What's the Norwich Ipswich like, Alfie? Oh, the old farm. What's that? <laughs> the old farm? What does that mean? <laughs> that's, that's what some people call it, because it's like the old... It's the old farm, oh, there's yeah, lots yeah, of farms yeah, down here. Yeah, yeah. I've had to explain it now. So <laughs> um, it's... Uh, people say that it's not got much needle, but whenever I've been, it's the atmosphere's great, and it's really, yeah, just a deep deep-seated hatred built up over many many years and I love it um, when we play this season it'll be the first time in I don't even know how long maybe even nearing a decade that we've played each other like it's been it's been so long um, and that'll be when is it? like because even it's December 16th I think Ooh, coming right? up you going? I should be there David yes um but I, uh, it makes I, I almost get too nervous Ooh. to go. I'm just sitting there anxious. Um, you know, I've got family that are Norwich fans and stuff, so it's, and like a lot of friends, so it just adds to adds to it. Um, it's spicy, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, it's spicy. It is spicy. I don't know about but, Woody, um, but I hate the Devon Derby. It's the worst. Like I, I love the game, but like the prospect of playing the game, but then actually being there is like the worst thing ever. I, I feel sick. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one last year, ours was a bit dead. There you go. Much yeah. like that. <laughs> see, see I, was at the, I was at the home game for us last season. I didn't... I mean, I, it wasn't the best atmosphere, but I got the complete opposite vibe. I was like, shit, there's two teams here that are like... There's a lot riding on it for them. And at the time, yeah. it mm. felt like a little bit riding on it for us because we weren't completely safe. It wasn't like we were out in the clear. So it was a little bit like, oh God. It was it, it was a more tension-filled game rather than anything. But the one yeah. at theirs was... Oof. That looked amazing, Spice that Central. Game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, too much spice. Yeah, Vindaloo. A few, yeah. a few ciders may have been consumed that night. Not when our coaches turn up, they're having a right old go at them. Nasty <laughs> people. <laughs> so cross. <laughs> yeah, they were so cross. <laughs> oh, did you get sad? Well, I was, I was in with a Plymouth lot. That's brave. Sort of undercover. One yeah. of us. One of us. Do you want to do the Plymouth quiz? Woody. Well, then. Okay. Woody, I would just like to warn you, strap in, because there could be questions from about the, the day Plymouth was founded to whenever. There is no structure no, to these questions no whatsoever. Okay, right. yeah. You've got to get on the leaderboard. Which is what's the, who's top? Like, what's the... So Brighton comedian Alex Petrovic, Brighton comedian, he's got 14. Cameron Dawson, Sheffield Wednesday keeper, has got 12. Andy Goldstein, can't remember. <laughs> you said that last yeah, time. Yeah, you did. Say last it. time we did this. All you had to do was go remember. back and listen to the episode. Funny, <laughs> right. right down. I don't know, nine or something. Tom Rosenthal, six. Tom Parry's at the bottom with three. Okay, right. No pressure. Okay. Good luck. Bear with me. By the way, Tom Parry's questions were utterly ridiculous. He had every single one of his questions was about 50 years before he was born, and they weren't even.
Right, question one. When were the Pilgrims founded? 1886. 1886, you say? Yeah. Okay. Put it on his kit. Wow. Is it, is it on your kit? Okay. Luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. Who scored the only goal, Plymouth... Who scored the only goal Plymouth have ever scored at Wembley? Ronnie Morgan. Okay. Right, we've got, we've got, we've got a. This is very confident. I was there. I'm sorry, doing a little bit of pizzazz in the answers as well. Yeah, yeah, like a true performer. Are you keeping count? Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Don't you worry, I'm a professional. Question three: Argyle are one of how many current football league clubs with a unique last name? Oh, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15. 14. Incorrect, 13. Confidence <sighs> has taken a hit. What is the name of the ship on the club crest? The Mayflower. Correct. Also, also got a tattoo on my arm. Wow. If you know, you know. This is wonderful. <laughs> Question five. For whom did Pele play? When he took an arm, Santos. Took on... Okay, he's not Correct. even letting you finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, not... We could be up for a record breaker here, boys. Which club did Plymouth? Which club beat Plymouth in the 1984 FA Cup semi-final? Oh, this is just a. I could, I could have told you that. Spouse. It's not about you, John. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Question seven. In the 1990s, two famous goalkeepers played for Plymouth. One was Peter Shilton. The other was... Bruce Gobbler. Yeah, he played for Plymouth, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Peter Shilton go on to manage Plymouth? Yeah, uh, he took us to the playoffs and we got done by Burnley. Oh, shit. Mm. There's a lot of extra knowledge Yeah, now. this is wonderful. bathing in your knowledge. Well, that was my that was my first full season. Uh, so my dad took me. We got a season ticket. I was like seven. Question eight. In two thousand and six, the Pirates of Plymouth Argyle were immortalised in which comic magazine? The Dandy, Roy of the Rovers, Rising Stars of Manga, or Viz? Viz. Is that your final question? Final answer? Final I guess. Answer? Yeah, I don't know. Guessing. Correct. Wicked. <laughs> This is unreal, by the way. This is unreal. Which current Premier League managers have been in charge of the Pilgrims in the last five years? Owen Coyle and DiMatteo. Tony Pulis and Ian Holloway. Oh, come on. Tony Pulis and Sam Allardyce. Or Ian Holloway and Roberto Martinez. That's easy. Easy. TP and Holloway. It's only easy if you know. Yeah, but that's the same with anything. <laughs> if Plymouth <laughs> ceased to exist later today, which will be the southernmost football league club? Football league? So not, yeah. not, not, not talking national league. It, it depends when it was made, the quiz. I think you're going to have to read Is there multiple choice? Uh, 13 years ago. The Torquay would be. Exeter, Yeovil, Torquay or Bournemouth? Oh, Torquay. Yeah. Yeah, correct. But now it would be, I guess, Exeter? Yeah. Just? Okay. Question, what are we on? 11? We, we've done 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 questions, yet we're on 11. 
Plymouth Argyle formed in 1886 under what name? The Argyles, Argyle FC, Plymouth FC, Pilgrims FC. You put it out, Steven. Wrong. Argyle FC. Ooh. <laughs> okay. How <laughs> embarrassing. The, boat, the boat's rocking now. <laughs> Plymouth Argyle Stadium Home Park has what nickname? The Theatre of Greens. I want Green. Correct. Theatre of Greens? It sounds like a bloody vegetable patch. <laughs> All right, John, come on. It's steady, John. <laughs> It's spicy. <laughs> it's better that than a poor Newcastle imitation ground. Oh, game. that's a classic. Okay, right. No, no, Everyone that settle down. Yeah. Everyone settle down. Uh, who made the most appearances for Plymouth Argyle? Fred Craig. Sammy Black. Kevin Hodges. Paul Watson. Kevin Hodges. Correct. Fucking hell. How many really? questions have you got left? Where have you done? 13, John? Uh, goodness gracious, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, thirteen, yeah. Three more. Okay, three more. Three more. Plymouth Argyle won the 2001 2002 third division with how many points? Oh, question. 95, 98, 102, 105. 102. Fucking hell, spells. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Am I, am I just a sad little virgin in my garden shed that knows <laughs> I think we're falling in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> a virgin no longer <laughs> Okay. Who was Plymouth Argyle's first ever kit manufacturer? Umbro, Puma, Bukta, Adidas. I want to say Umbro. Don't you find an answer? Yes. Correct. Flipping hell. Last question, I believe. And David likes to ask his uh, classic question at the end, which I'll let him explain. Yes. Um, <laughs> I always ask this question. Um, okay, here we go. All right, bear with. How old is Barley Mumba? How old is Barley Mumba? Stand him. Dog it up. Uh, he's 20. I don't know his birthday. 22. Correct. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's that is our round of applause. That, that, that is super. You're top of the leaderboard. Top get in the there. That will never get big. No, it won't. No. You've got 14. What did we just witnessed 14 that? whopping points. Isn't it 15? Well, we have 16 questions and you got two wrong. Oh, what were the two you got wrong? You got the third question wrong, which was... Oh, I don't oh. know. I can't remember. Are you joint top, then? The name. That was one about the name. The, the, the... See, I got the wrong answer on that. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. Oh, you've got to yeah. come back on for a little final against... Yeah, head-to-head. If you, if you st- oh, imagine that. We yeah. get about 100 questions. I might be feeling a little bit poorly after that one. What's your, what's, what's your magic question, then? No, that, that, that was, was it. it. It was always it's always an age related question for the, a current uh, player or. <laughs> you tell. <laughs> do, you, do you want my favourite pub quiz question? Yes. Yeah. What so theoretically, what is the minimum number of shots you have to play to win a set of tennis? Oh God. 
Oh, hang on, yeah, because they could hit it out. Oh, the minimum. What's the mi- You have to... So, uh, 20, 24, no. No. To win a game or a set, did you say? Set. This might be crazy, but is it two? That is crazy. That's too 28. Crazy. Final answers? 40. 28. 12. 12. I thought, oh God, no, I've been a massive twat there. You can go ace, 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 ace. They can then return double fault, double fault, double fault, double fault. Ace, 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 ace. Double uh, fault. I was only thinking one way. I was thinking one, I was thinking one thingy. Yeah. Not a whole, yeah. That is a great question. You got any, John, to end the pod? Any sports facts? Come on, John. <laughs> no. See us, see us out with one, an, an amazing one. I ain't got any. You do, I mate, come on. I've just told you I don't, so if I told you I don't, I can't just... Okay, spicy. <laughs> I, I got one spicy alert. I got one more for you, one more for you. Yes, please. Uh, and this one got updated recently. There are six players in test history, cricket now, yeah. who scored a thousand runs, taking a hundred wickets and a hundred catches. Okay. Six. Jack Callis. Yeah. Stuart Broad. In oh. Botham. Botham. Any cricket players? Uh, hang on a minute. Ooh. Imran Khan. No. Capital Dev. No. Richard Hadley. No. Who are all these people? Yeah, I'll find with you. Yeah, I've not got a scooby about cricket. There's two Englishmen. One Saffer, so you got you got one Englishman and one Saffer so far. Uh, one Aussie, two Windies. Hang on, this is lovely. So if you guys want to back out and make your lunch, <laughs> how many? How many? Well, Viv Richards. Yep. He's a singer. Oh! He's a singer. <laughs> He's a fucking singer. Don't you call him? No, 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 no. Sorry, no, sorry. It's not. It's not Viv. Sorry. It's another all time. Um, Oh, um, Garfield Sobers. Yeah, sorry, yes. So Garfield, yes. That's three out of the six. Aussie should be obvious. Shane Warne? Yep. Suddenly, Alfie and John are very, very impressed. No, that's the opposite. <laughs> or just waiting for the pod to end. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. Yeah, you got one, uh, one Wendy, one, one Englishman, one of them still playing. One, I've got to get a West Indian, mm-hmm. an Englishman, not Ben Stokes. Nope. West Indian? Played in the 90s, spinner. Not Phil Simmons? Nope. Oh. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really aware half of this Zoom call aren't interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure from me. Shall I email you, Woody? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. You gotta, you'll look him up. West, West Indies. West Indies, 90 spinner. Yeah, Carl Hooper. Oh, Carl Hooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And who's the, what's the other one? An Englishman? Uh, Englishman's still playing. All-time great. Not Jimmy. Jimmy Anderson. He's been around long enough. He's taken a thousand, oh, oh, sorry, scored a thousand runs. Just yeah. 
I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, see? It, well, yeah, yeah, you got... Yeah. Do you like your cricket, Woody? I do, yeah, yeah, big fan. Oh, I'm, I'm going to Antigua on Tuesday to watch your cricket. You bastard. I, I, yeah, so I'm going there because of Viv Richards. I want to go and have a look at his house. I've, um, I was there on holiday a few years ago, went went, went to the stadium, saw Wendy's on the 19s against the Windward Oils. So, yeah, bit of rum punch in hand. It was oh, the answer me. I looked at this video of them, these girls in bikinis doing this dance after someone hit a four, and someone from the Barmy Army was just like way up with them. Mm. And I thought, oh yeah, fancy a bit of that. Yeah, tickets booked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Woody! Thanks so much for coming on. Cheers, Woody. A pleasure. Uh, also, I should uh, quick mention for uh, fellow drummer uh, Tom Heron from the band Exerts, who is a massive Exerts City fan, who I've also played football with. And when I first pitched up at the game, I had a Margot shirt on. He had his Exerts shirt on. We looked at each other like, what the "Fuck is that? That? <laughs> get, get him on the pod. Yeah, him on yeah, the pod. Yeah, he's, a, he's a top boy. Yeah, great. Thanks, Woody. Really appreciate it. You're on top of the leaderboard, so you must feel, feel wonderful about yourself. Yeah, thank you, mate. Uh,